Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. We are back with another celebrity guest. We are spoiling everybody at the moment. Um, and this celebrity guest has come all the way from Essex. Uh, he comes complete in a very smart car. He comes with a very smart beard. He's got lovely hair. Working um, for me so far. Yeah, good. yeah, that's work. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Okay, I'm Simon Walters, Cambridge Concourse, as you both know. Um, been around far too long. Uh done a bit of everything and i think we're here to sort of talk about a bit of it today you look far too young for the amount of time you've been around thank you yeah thank it you. is unfair because your 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 age starts with a four doesn't it It most definitely does which is and as from next week has a two on the end of it as well ouch yes unfortunate isn't it i was born in the 70s <laughs> yeah. it's unfortunate for you look at the rest of us <laughs> yeah. i look like the oldest person around the table despite being the youngest um and obviously we are joined with mr ian of Seely. hello um, to add a bit of spice, intrigue, interest and humour into what could potentially otherwise be quite staid. Amazing chemical uh, mineral names as well. Yeah. Yeah. We so b- before we came in, I, I announced that uh, there was a mineral called Coming Tonight, which they found funny for some reason. Brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, yeah, I know. More, more of a question. <laughs> I'm taking it home with me anyway. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Darling, guess what? <laughs> I've got you a present. Again, I'm taking that with me. Oh, <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about really, well, first of all, is to talk about Simon and about the background of Cambridge Concourse, because the weird thing is he's actually based in Elsinham at the moment, uh-huh. which isn't Cambridge. In fact, it's not even Cambridgeshire. It's, it's Essex. It's I on the it border of Cambridgeshire. It's Essex. It is Essex. It's not far from CB postcode. no. But Ish. that's like saying that we're not far from America. I mean, relatively yeah, speaking, compared to Pluto. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, it's true. like Skoda, you know, not really being made in Germany by VW. Absolutely. It's a very good car still. Yeah, it's a good brand. Cambridge is a good brand as well, isn't it? It's yes. a good sounding thing. I always think of Cambridge Audio. Cambridge Audio. It's very Absolutely. fancy. Being from Essex, yeah. I'm allowed to say yeah. it sounds better than being from Essex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there you go. And and I'm, I'm, I'm from the really crap part of Essex. So. <laughs> well, look, it's got a gravitas, hasn't it? It's like the second best university town in the country. It's um, well established. Officially, it's the first, isn't it? Uh, no. Yeah, Trinity. Trinity's number one now, I believe. Uh, I think the metrics were wrong. But let's not <laughs> I thought you were talking about the University of East Anglia for a minute. <laughs> APU. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, UEA. Yeah. UEA. I, I fitted yeah. screens to walls in UEA Did and you? it felt like a prison complex. It was bizarre. <laughs> All right, humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's as big as you're going to get, um, which is what I said. Um, yeah, so it worked, it worked well as a brand. When I was coming up with the name for it, I, I came up with a load of names actually at the time because we were going, starting to go in various different directions. I came up with... Um, South Cam's Customs and stuff like that. We, we, we were going in all sorts of roads. And South Cam's Customs. Yeah. Camshaft. <laughs> Camshaft. No, that's, that's, that's a different That was already taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then I sat down with a friend of mine who was a marketing specialist and I sort of sold him what the dream was for Cambridge Concourse, which luckily is where we've kind of ended up at, which is fortunate. And between us, we came up with that as a brand and as mm-hmm. the, the emblem and... Um, yeah, and what it is now as a as a business, because you also do products, or you certainly did products. We, yeah, we we do do products. It's not something we've got into in a big way. Um, mm. We work with a group of manufacturers. I actually made the first balm that we that's still the one that we produce. So, now. so just to give a bit of background, the, most of the products are leather, are very much interior based. related. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so I worked on the balm after I had an accident. I had a lot of time at home. I, I remember bought, you fell off a ladder or something. Uh, no, no, I slipped on a path and broke my hip. 
Oh, yeah, like an old do. person would. Literally, just like an old. Yeah. When I was in hospital, the first day I was in there after my op, the nurse that walked in pointed at me and went, "You're too young to be in here." <laughs> <laughs> and I was by about forty or fifty years, I think, at the time. So um, I had a bit of time at home, so I researched. I started following a lady on Instagram that made saddle balms and stuff Mm -hmm. like that in America uh, and got all the raw materials off Amazon, I think, at the time. Wow. And just started putting stuff together. And I made a pretty competent balm after a while, um, and I was struggling to stop it turning back into oil on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So I gave it to Dodo Juice, and they reconfigured it, used the same base materials, but... Did it properly because that's what they yeah. do. They've got chemists, haven't they? That's so they're, yeah, actually, yeah. Know what and a doing. really big KitchenAid. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not someone just buying stuff on Amazon like me. <laughs> yes. So um, they did that, and which has been brilliant. And then yeah, we put another small group of products together. And when we took it to Waxdock and a few other places, it, it got very well received, few magazines as well. But in the end, I, I saw how much it took to actually bring a product line to market and keep it there. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me realise it's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted to become what we are now, which is more of a restoration business, you know, spliced with a detailing business. Yeah. Well, that's something we're going to talk about is that, is that line between detailing and restoration? Because I think it's a fascinating topic. Um, But when you started, remind me, did you actually start in Cambridge? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in Cambridge. There is a lineage to it. Yeah, very much so. And I'm, I'm, from Cambridge, so. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, and so you're getting defensive about being the second best university Absolutely, town. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did you explain brief history of kind of how it went, because how it all started and how long ago that was? Uh, so first job in the motor trade, yeah. 1997. God, I was, I was still at primary <laughs> school. <laughs> okay, I'll forget that. Edit that bit out. Um, that was for Alamo National Car and Van Rental. Yeah. Just, just so working. It, it's not because... You were that, that's a long time ago, it's just you were held back. I was held back a yeah, long way, yeah, yeah. redoing yeah. The, the final year for the fifth time. <laughs> he was very awkward, it was, it was very popular with his teacher, <laughs> still doing coloring in, <laughs> yeah, just service washing and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And even then, that's more than I knew. I mean, at the time, just, just learning from those guys, base chemicals and stuff like that. Then, uh, I came back into the industry in 2003. My father in law, actually, he had some nice cars and looked after them himself and he introduced me to autoglim for the first time mm-hmm. and I've, i was amazed at what they did i'd never seen anything to that level because having only done service washing before it was it was barrels of generic chemicals yeah. uh, and that really opened my eyes probably first to really what you could do and then i started playing with stuff um just trying to push the boundaries with certain certain products and certain techniques and it got to the phase where the, the company I was working for at the time were closing their offices in Cambridge and I took the plunge and started my own balloting business mobile cool yeah built up around well, what was your first van my first van was, was it a Bedford Fiat, Fiat Scudo Ooh, oh nice. awesome one as well good I like a Scudo because yeah. they're so butt ugly yeah is that they're kind of oh no that's a Doblo I'm going to mix up the well, fit. same van isn't that I think is it no I think the Scudo no, is one no, no, bigger no Doblo's the smaller one yeah yeah it looks like a, a wedge of cheese yes yeah, it was the same as the Peugeot and the yeah. Citroen. The, the older Bolingos. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, reliable though. Like, mm. never had a problem with it. It was, it was pretty bulletproof actually, and it was, it took weight well. But I remember getting <laughs> luckily. I remember getting that van and thinking, everyone I knew that did it at the time around London and, and sort of no, not really in Cambridge. There wasn't really anyone doing it around there. 
they all went out with a hose and an extension lead. And I thought, well, how do you get out of these business parks properly? And mm. so I spoke to a couple of lads that I knew that did windows in the city. And they said, well, just get an 1,000-litre IBC. And I thought, well, that's a bit more than I want to carry. It doesn't mm. seem very practical. It doesn't strap on the roof very well. doesn't strap on. You yeah. can't, can't drag it behind in a trailer. So um, I went to a plastic company and had them custom build me one with baffles that had support so you could drill into the chassis. Nice. And we kitted it all out. And it, yeah, it worked well. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. then, so when did you move into your unit? Well, so that's when we got to the stage where customers started asking for stuff we didn't offer. Yeah. So people would be like, well, can't you get my wheels refurbished? Can't we get our dents done? Can't you... Happy endings. Happy endings, yeah, which we were fine with <laughs> I was that. I about to say, with his face. There was less markup, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we had to find something that was actually going to make us money as well, you know, <laughs> and getting the jollies out of the way. So um, I looked into a facility, um, and we were flying at that point. You know, we, we had loads of customers, loads of good customers as well. So we moved into the facility. Um, and from there, I kind of started learning more about the real real detailing side of it. It's when I met Dom as well at yep. Coda Juice. Um, so that must have been 2006? 2009. 2009. 2009, yeah. Um, 2008, 2009. We opened the first facility end of 2009, early 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at that stage yeah we just started again pushing the boundaries in different areas taking machine polishing into finishing Mm -hmm. fine finishing um and that's where the leather came from actually because we were starting to get people coming in for scuffs and bits and bobs but trying to find anyone yeah was impossible and there was i think there was one guy that used to cover cambridge and essex who came from norwich (laughs) <laughs> and everyone knew him and he was brilliant and he as a single small business he was not interested in coming to us um so i spoke with a couple of ferrari specialists that i knew that had been in the industry for about 30 odd years mm-hmm. they told me about Fenice, and that was where that journey sort of started so the, the unit was a constant and still probably is a constant evolving process and learning process yeah so it wasn't that long ago when um you got your unit on Jenkins Drive, the yep. same um, kind of estate as, as the Dodo Empire yep. and the Starnagloss Empire. Yep. Um, and then you ended up, next time I came across and you had suddenly doubled in size. Yes. You've yep. got two units. And tell us about the latest development, if you want to. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, we haven't signed on the dotted line with it yet, but it's pretty much done. So mm-hmm. it's we found a facility close by because we've had the it's worked for us in the local area and we've got we've been there four years in that particular estate so it's it's yeah people are used to where we are now so it's a mm. few miles up the road it's a five thousand square foot facility very nice mm-hmm. um it's going to have an element of storage for existing clients only uh but it's predominantly going to be a restoration facility so it's going to have clean rooms for ppf clean rooms for ceramics um lifts for various aspects of what we do as well under ceiling which will go into the classic side of what we do uh we're going to have an extraction room for paint for classic resto mm-hmm. um and then an upholstery department so we'll uh, as we move with it and we sort of generate funds to build new areas within it we're going to build storage for classic car interiors so that we can pre-plan them years in advance if we need to if we want to drop them off patterning rooms for fabrics and then where i actually make the seats and then an installation area nice. which is Really cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were saying there's a bit of scalability. There's there's a space nearby which the might same be. space again, almost yeah. just over, so that might become storage only if we take over the area for just workshop. Which most people that have been in the industry much longer than I have mm-hmm. um, seem to think will happen naturally. 
Yeah. Um, which I think makes sense. Yeah. I think you have a space, you tend to fill it, don't you? Yeah. And as, as long as you're constantly on never being happy with what you do for a job, and then you tend to stay busy, <laughs> don't you? Like if you're always disappointed with what you've produced. But then you get over the hill. I was talking to somebody I can remember who was, I was talking to recently. It was a guy who's who's just leaving the industry, and he was saying um, he's really just trying to find the quickest route to retirement house. Oh, I get, I, yeah, I understand that. I mean, it's... Um, He's in his early fifties, mine. So he's, yeah, you know, he's a, he's he's a good one step couple of years old for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I get that. I, I'm, I'm the thing I'm looking forward to now. I'm still learning with the trimming. Yeah, um, but I can put an interior together now. So I've come a long way in the decade that I've been been playing with it. But I'm looking forward to now creating this next facility that isn't based around me so much and is more yeah. around training the future of the business mm-hmm. and then overseeing it. And because it, it's, I already see it within the business when I have people that work alongside me, like Richard and Matt, um, where they'll come up against something they're not sure about. And I can just step in and go, oh, no, so, you know, just, just do this mm-hmm. and then walk them through it. And the next time that's something else they've, they've taken on, you know. So, yeah, rather than chasing my tail all the time, actually taking the knowledge of being fortunate enough to acquire and, and spreading out, spreading yeah. out. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. you can basically do longer holidays in Barbados and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can FaceTime them and go, yeah, I can say you can get that scratch out. No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. Work harder. <laughs> so have you, have you got like a, a, a new equipment list you want to buy? You, you yeah, absolutely. Big, big long list of socks. I know you're, uh, do you call it a sewing machine? No, it was just yeah. stitcher or something no, like that. No, no, but no, that, that's a, you, I remember when I came down before, you were saying that this was a really old machine, but it's a really old one because it's the best one out yeah, there absolutely. and ridiculously hard to get hold of. Yes, very much so. And I've just managed to source last week a new Singer machine, which is the same era as the one I've got, mm-hmm. the Mitsubishi. Um, and I'm having a custom that, that, that you can't buy what, I'm, what I need. So a guy up north makes them from scratch. And it's a specific timber block that fits to your machine with a few bits of um raw metal in it that you feed through and it it carpet edges like original like old mm-hmm. rolls royces old bentleys you you fold the vinyl over the edge and you run it through the machine and it, and it just edges it for you That's and because cool. at the moment i hand bind everything mm-hmm. which is fine it looks great but when you start getting to concourse stuff and it's, you know, if you're going to be attending Villa Diesta and yeah, stuff like that. They're going to be measuring the distance between the stitches. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to look as it as it did, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's the next machine that's coming. And, again, that's taken years to find one of those. Mm-hmm. So, um, But they do pop up. Mm-hmm. You just get to know the, the traders that deal in stuff like that. So, Well, there is a thing. I remember, hell, when I was back at school, we had a lathe. And the lathe, I think, was from the 50s or something like that. Well, it's like, what's the, the English wheel as well, you see? Yeah. Yes. Where they use for panel making panels. Rubbing, yeah. Something. Well, the best one's Those. microwaves. If you can have a microwave, have a microwave from the 80s because they were literally built to be bomb-proof. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we were a little bit unsure of the technology yeah. still. Yeah. Radiation. Yeah. Uh, can we have a lead door on that? Yeah. Said, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I had a Phillips DigiCube, which you might remember back oh. in where I used to be. You're all, um, all about the brags today, aren't you? Yeah, I know. It's, it was... <laughs> It, well, it was a hand-me-down four times over because my parents used to have it like years and years ago and then it went to different family members. I, mean, I inherited it. And my mum annoyingly had read some sort of article about how dangerous old microwaves are. Yes. And she came over and replaced it without me with some rubbishy Tesco, other ones are also rubbish, um, <laughs> things that you can't fit your microwave rice in. Which about £12.50 or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah 20, 30 quid or something. Yeah, I was yeah. furious. And yes. then, um, and the thing weighed an absolute ton. And, yeah. I, and it is the same. Probably just stolen it and took it back home for herself. No, 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 no. Honestly, she, she reads <laughs> something in a magazine and then suddenly it's the new the new thing you know yes. i'm just worried that she'll turn up vegan next day or something Good like day. that because she's read some Fingers story crossed. about it yeah yeah <laughs> um but anyway my point being is about how old tools are good tools 
Absolutely. Well, we're uh, talking about the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about me and, for a second. And, and, <laughs> and the lathe and the rest of it. But I, I um, use old um, Osborne. Osborne are the best uh, trimming hand tools mm-hmm. that I've come across anyway. Mm-hmm. You buy them from like Weber or Osborne. Uh, and a lot of the ones I've bought are used and they're 20 years, 30 years old and they're still better than anything you buy brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're brilliant, but you pay for them. Yeah. You know, a hammer's 80 quid. Well, it's, it's like chefs, isn't it? They have old, I mean, well, speaking of chefs as well, yeah, but um, I've seen one who, who had very expensive knives and he would literally get resharpened and resharpened to the point where there's nothing left on the metal and that's when he got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I used to have carbon steel sabatiers. And sabatiers used to be the old wedding gift you used to, yeah. used to be given, but they were some of the best knives out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just had to clean the rust off them once a day. <laughs> Sometimes. But it probably so gets the, the flavour. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got some, I don't know, Dorling, not Dorlingkins, yeah, I can't remember what they are, but they're some some stainless steel knives, and they look pretty. But you've got Vostoff Tridents. Blooming they're beautiful. Good. Oh, no, the, the ones in there. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm talking different different ones, uh, which are just Morphe Richards, I think, and they are, uh, okay. they look really cool. They're like proper yes. throwing knives. Yeah. But well, I, any knife's a throwing knife if you're determined. That's true. Yeah, but it's got a kind of nice balance to it and all the rest of it. But no, they're blooming useless as knives. They go yeah. blunt really quick and they just You're don't sharpen them. You're supposed to sharpen them quite regularly, though, aren't you? More I spend than, a lot of time sharpening. Yeah. I sharpen them in the front window of the house as well so the neighbours can see. It just, <laughs> With just a small red light under your chin. Exactly. Yeah, it just it just, it just keeps... <laughs> it unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> his hands are below the window ledge. They're not exactly sure what he's doing. <laughs> I find uh, it very satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can imagine, yeah. Anyway, detailing. <laughs> detailing, yeah. So uh, what else kind of interesting... now? When, um, you know, nowadays detailing, certainly from my point of view, what I see the majority of work that goes through is either, say, a new car protection or where you do a one or two stage polish, having done your full wash and decon, mm-hmm. you then put a ceramic coat on it, jobs are good and you move it on. Yep. Um, but I think in the olden days, it was more focused on this. And by olden days, I mean 20, early 2010s, yep. probably. Yep. Um, and I think there are love still lots of... Love that that's the olden days. The days of yore. <laughs> it was like yesterday. <laughs> before full HD. Actually, yes. no, it wasn't. It was just before I had full HD. Yeah. Um, the, the feudal system was in full swing. <laughs> oh, hell yes. My favourite donkey. Um, and... Um, <laughs> I've seen pictures. <laughs> no, that's my ass. Um, <laughs> no, how is that better? <laughs> the, um, but the point being is that when it comes to doing a restoration, it's not just about the paint. It's about... But as you say, the interior, but it's about all the really little details that you see. Yeah. And um, I, it always brings me back to an R32 that we featured in one of the previous issues of the magazine. I think it could have been four or five, something like that. And a guy called Afagula, who's now working in for one of the big... NVN. NVN in, in there. But, oh, yeah. Um, lovely guy. But he did this massive write-up for us. And this car was... It had been left standing for a while. It was an import, obviously. And he went to such lengths on it. Like, t- for example, taking the cam cover off and recrackle coating it. Yeah, yeah. Um, taking all the trim strips off, uh, polishing underneath and putting the trim new ones back on. That, that's the extent you go to if it's if it's for a concourse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and it's and that's just it. Is this kind of concourse preparation, I think, is it's almost lost focus because there are more detailers now doing more fairly mundane jobs. Yeah. There's less, I don't know, it, it seems much more exciting. The, the other thing with concourse as well is that so much of a, of a true concourse, at least, mm. is based on originality. Do, do, you, yeah. do you have a lot of your... Uh, if you're doing, say, a retrim on a, a tombstone or something like that, do mm. you try and just repair patches of it at times to keep originality if, if requested? Yeah, very, or is Yeah, it- very much so. Yeah, it is. It's very much requirement of the client because some of the older techniques like hand tacking over stapling mm-hmm. takes time. Uh, and it, it's, Budgets do come into it at the end of the day. Budgets always come yeah. into it, really. Uh, and Until you get to the point where you're doing real real concourse stuff you know if we're just quoting a concourse on a tr6 at the moment and the numbers are coming in 
astronomical. How much is a TR6 worth nowadays? Well, so it depends who you speak to. It's um, <laughs> TR6 owners. It's always TR6 owners high. seem to yeah. think they're worth a fortune. <laughs> I've been told this week that Concourse TR6 can be 75. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a no. TR for that, but... My dad's got a four. Yeah. I think that's insured at around 30, 35. Well, I, yeah, I would have said that's yeah, the that, sort that, of Yeah, that's an acceptable... But then also, when you... So, and I'm trying to find a, a real line at the moment with this guy to what does he want a concourse car or does he just want an awesome car? Because mm. they are very or does he different. want to win a show and shine? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because a concourse car with that vehicle is a is an engine out, chassis apart, you know, taking removable panels off. Well, it'll mostly crumble apart quite easily. It's oh, yeah, you probably blow on it and it'll fall apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just remake it out of cardboard and stuff. But um, <laughs> Still stiffer than before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, yeah, concourse is... It took me a long time to understand really what concourse actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did one two weeks ago and we were using straight edges to line up the headlights and just undoing bolts and pulling them in so that they were at the same... Same you angle. Know, same yeah. angle. And number plates lined up and painting nuts that had been replaced it, on it, it's suspension. Getting, getting all the, it's something that Rich always talks about, it's getting all the screw heads in the same direction. Oh, no, 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 it's not all in the same direction, though, because if you look at Rolls-Royce, they actually have schematics of which way the screws are supposed to point. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. I can absolutely believe that, yeah. But yeah. Keen. There's, a, there's a restoration company up near us, um, Thornleys, and they we went in there once and the guy was... Um, Mocking up something on on a on, on CAD in front of him, and oh, what's that? that? Oh, this is a uh, this is just some uh, bolts for uh, an Alfa Romeo we got in. Oh, okay, uh, why why don't you just buy them in? So, like, oh well, we can't get them with the numbers right on the top, so we're having to just make them. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. weren't like important bolts; they were all hidden kind of things. Yeah. But that's that's the extent that. Well, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. The thing. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, like, uh, it's, we use uh, stove polish now quite a lot. Yeah. That's it's amazing how much that gets used for old pipes and stuff for concourse, and it's um, it's amazing how effective it is as well, actually. Mm-hmm. And you need to also what I quite like about concourse is you need to have a lot of car knowledge, and and people on the whole kind of stick to a couple brands that they know. I know you're tight with a Rolls Royce Bentley crew and that yeah. sort of thing. They probably wouldn't refer to themselves as a crew, but um, oh, I like to see them as a, a crew, a, a bunch or the boys, yes. but maybe boy. the Porsche guys that we the unsolid Porsche crew, <laughs> the unsolid <Yeah>. crew, <laughs> the Wallaroo crew. Um, but the uh, thing is that because cars particularly older cars have been around for so long um in their lifespan they may well have been modified or just repaired incorrectly and stuff like that so you need to be in a position where you can look at a car and go right well that's not how it should be you almost need to be um like model specific yeah 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 and you there's but you can only get a lot of that info from the owners a lot of the time yeah you you have to sort of draw there's that one guy on the forum that yes absolutely yeah and i'm terry when i'm around always always terry yeah when I'm around those sorts of guys, I, I'm conscious to just sh- shut up yeah. and yeah. just listen because it's invaluable. Because eventually, those guys will be gone, you know. And therefore, that knowledge needs to be kept for that reason. Yeah. So that's some take somebody will think your knowledge of S8 is actually valuable. <laughs> that will happen. Sure. Well, I'd say if we live long enough in in the Subaru, well, it is when you when you are kind of when you know your models. So for yes. me, I, I kind of know, but by no means as much as any experts around, and there are a couple. Um, 
you, you know kind of that much detail, you almost want to start talking about it just to kind of feel valued because yeah, yeah. there is, as, as Ian says, nobody really wants to know about it. But we had, I had a chap who just bought a, a Subaru and he was buying some bits off me. And he was his interior was a weird double colour and there were bits and bobs wrong with it. And he didn't know much about it. And he was asking all sorts of questions. And I suddenly found myself being able to answer them. Yeah. And go, oh, well, oh, that's this one. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I was in Terry mode, yeah. so to speak. Um, it takes years to get to Terry did mode you add, as well. Did your yeah. adenoids flare up? Uh, well, they never really come down. I have, I have to hold my breath before these podcasts so I don't sound too anal. Um, but, uh, and, and it is that with when you get into the concourse thing and the scene, I know a couple other detailers who are like yourself in terms of doing the high-end concourse stuff, mm. and they are all experts in a particular field. Mm. Um, and I just think there's something you can kind of have a real passion about. Um, mm. And I'm trying to remember, there was a detailer who specifically, is it Keith Flynn, I think, the car oh, carrier, who's a massive Ford man. Yeah. He's yeah. up Essex way and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he does some really great work on, yeah. on things like Fords and stuff, and that's his his zone. Yeah, I mean, you, you understand why people go specific. Mm. What would you say is the model you know the most about? Because you, you have quite had a little flutter of 928. Yeah, I, yeah. Part, didn't you? and you're yeah. pagodering yourself a lot as well. I like pagodas. Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to do. We've probably done or camper vans. Can't, no, never done camper vans. I thought you did one for um, Chevy Boy. When was that? Don't know if I can say it out loud. Oh no, 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 no. That, that was uh, no, no, no. That was um, that was our audio. The audio guys we use. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. you were retrimming the interior for. No, it. no, 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 no. He did. He did the whole inside of one for it. But the audio guys, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So no, we don't, not camper vans. Don't so what, what, what is what is your 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 um, your mastermind model subject? Um, nine to eights. We've done a number of now and know well. Uh, pagodas, yeah, uh, and SLs. We we've had a patch of that. That was through our work we did with Hilton and Moss because mm-hmm. they do so many That's Mercedes. It. And again, we've drawn information from them as well, which has helped. Have you had to take the rear screen out of a nine to eight? No, because that must be terrifying. I've had to take the screen out of an E-type, which was equally terrifying. Everyone makes E-type stuff now. Yeah, I don't don't fancy breaking one of those. I don't think it'd be that quick to get one. (laughs) It was horrible putting it back in. I remember that much. Yeah, it's the old string round the rubber trick. Yeah, then you've got to drive it afterwards. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, nine to eight. so 928 Owners Club, if you're listening. Yes. Um, get in touch. His name's Simon. 944s, we've, we've done quite a number of now. Um, targas, the earlier yeah. Targas, yeah, sort of 80s, 70s, 80s Targas. We've done a number of whole interiors. I've the 944s as well. They were always the cheap Porsche when I was growing up. It was 924s were the cheap ones. No, they were the Audi engine were one, cheap they? as well. Were they? You were 924s for the last of the trans. I thought they had an Audi. Yeah, one of them had an Audi engine. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's, that's what's made them less desirable. I yeah, think, it's over a 2.4, isn't it? Yeah. And then the 4.4 had a proper porker, but yeah. it was a four-banger, because they did a two-and-a-half four-banger, which is actually quite high capacity. And I think they did a three-litre four-banger. I'm not a Porsche oh. person, but I'm pretty sure it's a three-litre four-banger in the club sports. Right, okay. Which were yellow sometimes. Nice. Which, if you if you listen to this podcast uh, fairly often, you'll remember me as the guy who thought bad boys in the 993 was 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had an argument of 964 versus 993. Right, It, right. it didn't end well for him, for Ian. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, the whole thing. It's a pretty car. It is a very pretty car. And not from it the is. 80s, did you know? No, no. <laughs> fun, one of my Fun favorites. fact for you there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rolls-Royce and Bentley as well. Yeah. Got to know a lot of those well. Um, nice to work on. Yeah. You don't need to be model specific with those. You need to be more the guy who puts it together in the factory specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robert's ones. Yeah, send him over. Well, the good thing is for those as well is if you've taken apart a Rolls Royce from that era of a certain model, 
it's the same as a Bentley. Because so with, with Rolls Royce, yeah. there's there's entire little secret languages with them, like the pinstriping and the tassels and everything. That all says something about yeah, yeah. the car itself. Very much, yeah, mm. very much. And again, the owners are so important yeah. to listen to when it comes to that. But the the they all have. The, the movable armrests on the door cards yep. that have like a silver runner behind them. And they're identical on all of that era of Porsche and Rolls-Royce. So it, the door cards come apart in exactly the same way. So mm-hmm. they're, again, once you've done them a few times, you sort of learn what's going on. Until you get the one that's been stuck on with no more nails by some guy in the past. Which definitely happens. <laughs> happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happens for sure. But, yeah, nice to work on. I think um, we're going to take a little pause, but I think the um, what next because is talking about, you know, what's fun about detailing. I think it yeah, follows cool. on quite nicely. So we'll Absolutely. be back very shortly. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I hope you've been enjoying this Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that Christmas is around the corner and we offer the subscription which you can gift. It won't break the bank and all you have to do is order a subscription on the website and put the delivery address to be that of your friend or family member. The website is prodetailermagazine.com and it shouldn't take more than a couple minutes to sort out. Anyhow, back to the podcast. And we're back. Um, I uh, wanted to talk with Simon, our celebrity guest, about um, what Which part- already is a podcast. Yes, it's handy, isn't it? That's how it Wanted to, but, you know, <laughs> just went off on a tangent. <laughs> Start talking about things. Thought we'd so, draw, draw it instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to admit, I'm, I apologise to everyone. I'm a bit emotional because I just found out that my Subaru Forest has failed its MOT. Um, but most bizarrely, it was suggested that to fix the emissions, they should just change the engine oil, which I've never heard before. No, just uh, taking the metal bits out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so, an interesting yeah, one. If, if I break down in tears, that's what, what it is. Um, uh, but, no, Simon, I want to ask, what kind of you live, an interesting life as a detailer i think perhaps one of of all the detailers i know and i know literally hundreds um uh, you have the most fun okay uh, that i can think of because you're always either at goodwood or you're at some like member meet you hold your own events at at the current place and they're really well subscribed i've seen some drone photos and it looks like you've blocked up most of the town we did yeah it's fun um which is always fun to do yeah. yeah and um and obviously you do quite a lot of work with media, with Porsche magazines, yeah. um, and with Rolls Royce magazines. Done some stuff with Rolls Royce Mag, yeah. 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 Um, so what in your kind of celebrity life as a detailer, should we say, what 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 do you enjoy doing most? Uh, I like I like the variation. I like the opportunity to be able to come and do stuff like this. Uh, I like I don't I don't know, obviously I've only Yachting worked. around the world, I, uh, <laughs> absolutely, jets. yeah. That's, that's the day-to-day stuff. Well, you know? well, you do. I mean, you were trying to. You, um, you invited me over to Italy at some point to go and have a look at um, some leather dyeing things. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we were going to. We're still going to do that at some point. Yeah. So we were going to go to Montepulciano to go to some of the tanneries. To I wanted to get a better understanding of how the hides were treated, mm-hmm. uh, and then we were going to go across to Milan and go to the Fenice factory and go and see the dyes being made as well. Yeah. So it was a yeah a trip. Well, that's interesting. We're, as it happens, we're not far away from going to Italy ourselves to go oh, and to, to Milan. To Milan, oh, of okay. all places. Maybe do it again. 
do a joint trip. Yeah. Well, to be fair, unfortunately, last time we went to Milan, um, we uh, it was like a week before week COVID before. kind of thing. <laughs> well, we, yeah. we may have brought it back and infected the entire country, <laughs> frankly. So, uh, so my sorry. plan was to be there at the end of March last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I was very much going to book it and just go because I would I was going to go and do the factory tour in Montepulciano with one of the guys that brings a lot of the hides into the UK. Where, where is Montepulciano? Uh, southern, southern Italy. Oh, crikey. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we were going to go, from what I understand anyway. Right. Yeah, don't quote me on that, just in case. Okay, well, we'll have a Google before <laughs> have a we look. turn up. We yeah. can recut this, can't we? I'll go have a look at a map quick. Um, <laughs> like the heel kind of area, though. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think much I, goes on right now. I've not been to that bit of Italy before. And no, it's really no. nice. And I'd like to do more Italy. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic, doesn't it? It is. It's one of my favourite countries. I've done most of the, the, the West Coast. and I've, I've never, you, you did a lot of the lakes and stuff, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, done on, on, on the yeah we go on these sort of mad old people walking holidays and thankfully cool. as a as a qualified winter yeah <laughs> I, do like I can I can go out with a first aid kit and just make sure all I do is just a head count at the airport when we go out and a head count when we come back and as long as they all look old I've done my job happy days and I had a free holiday trotting around <laughs> at one miles an hour so. lovely yeah sounds good yeah it's worse things yeah. um, but anyway um, so you you enjoyed the the variation of it all yeah and and I don't know how many industries because I've only worked in a few where you get to meet that range of different people. Yes. Which is... Spectrum, I think it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, um, that's been fun over the years. You know, it's... Um, and not from a necessary celebrity point of view, more just just some what some people do for jobs. It's just yeah. insane. It's big, I mean, if they've got money to yeah. do that sort of thing, they're either... I mean, either they're aristocratic and inherited all and they're quite fun, sort of bonkers. Which those people are great, yeah. They are entertaining. Yeah. Um, or you get the ones who are sort of self-made, hard-working types and yeah. they're normally Which, very eat. buzzy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got we've got some... We're blessed, really, with some of the customers we've got. We've got I, some, I suppose being, um, as, again, on the restoration side, you get to meet a lot of people in really niche cottage industries as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Great. Oh, yes, we, we make that particular size screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that. Of well, course. Lots yeah. of- and that's, that's where you want, you want to be the guy that makes toilet roll, don't you? Because yeah. you make money in consumers worlds that we don't think about every day, like screws and, mm-hmm. and so on. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I remember meeting a chap a few years back who was part of the Rolls-Royce Club, mm-hmm. and he'd been based in Switzerland most of his life, and he'd only moved back over here in his 80s to where he was from originally in Sussex. Uh, and he part of his job was transferring parts of the machines that made money. <laughs> Ooh. round oh the mint yeah. things the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. the things that are always in Literally american films a print to make yeah, yeah. A, a way to make money so it was really interesting talking to him how it used to all work yeah in terms of the security side yeah. of it yeah how it was broken down and moved separately and stuff and yeah it's really cool very cool i knew really somebody cool. who, who who was a truck driver for nuclear waste in science that's, that's pretty serious stuff yeah and that gets you knew around. him I knew him. Well, I hadn't talked to him for years, but he was great yeah. funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone was positively Maybe glowing by the end. But also, of course, you do have uh, celebrity connections as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we've met a few people on the way. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to talk about any of them, or do we say all very, very uh, discerning and we don't want to talk about that? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> I mean, we've already no. covered Dom and PJ. So yeah, well, there you go. That's the top. No, that's the, that's the A list. You can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah we've met. We've we've been fortunate to work with some cool people. What's it like being on the estate of the Dodo Empire? Because you've got it's Cav there now too. Well, that's added a whole awesome level on there as well. It's um, who's your favourite, Dom or PJ? Oh, oh, I'd, uh, I'm going to get a drink. I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> the correct answer is Cav. Yes, Cav. Good point. There you go. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Or How Andy. many times have you uh, had to retrim the Dodo van? Oh, no. Only, uh, all I've done is the. Are we talking about the Blingo? Yes. I've only done 
bits on that so far, but I'm sure I will do it again at some point. I'm actually because they've got doing the another because they keep on coming up with new plans for the ambulance. Right? The oh, ambulance, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because that's very cool. Lingo's old school now. I mean, I remember well, it's had a complete redo, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, which it does look. It looks insane. Yeah, um, I'm currently doing some seats for the Stiana Gloss Saab as well. Oh yeah, oh, it looks awesome. And there, no one's seen what they're going in yet. If you haven't seen be... the Stiana Gloss uh, Saab, do go and look on there. Yeah, Instagram oh, it's feed. awesome. It is. It is. It's super cool. But uh, we were talking to Kevin. He was saying how oh, it had to be trailered everywhere, and they. Well, it was. The, it got... was the day after he got it. That was it. And he'd just been to Wales with it. Yeah, yeah you have and to take been... the front splitter off to get it on a lorry as well. Which is very silly. Yeah. Very silly. But that's what you get. That's a compromise for cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I have, um, I have history with old Saabs like that causing yeah. trouble. So yeah, um, it's, no, it's cool. It's, it's that was part of the reason I moved to the estate to be, you know, to be close to them. Yeah, it's yeah. great it's, ba- to bathe in the awesome. A- absolutely, <laughs> have a daily bathing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great fun. Yeah, no, it's yeah, cool. it's great fun. They're 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 a fun bit of the industry, aren't they? They exactly. They are the heart and soul of the enthusiast side of the, yeah. of the market. I would say. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned briefly earlier, but you have very recently been to Goodwood Revival. Yes, yes. What Now, I've been to Goodwood Revival. I always find it awkward because everybody has to dress up. And yep. I like the fact it's old. It feels yep. like I'm for young. Those, for those who don't know, run, run us through what Goodwood Revival actually is. So it's, uh, it's uh, a long weekend event where everyone dresses up in 40s and 50s. Uh, there's racing. There's, I mean, we had Jensen Button and Mike Brundle and Alex Brundle and the guys there this mm-hmm. year race. You get some great people. Keanu Reeves has been over the years. Ron Atkinson. Um they do, did a tribute race to Sterling Moss this year, and you. The mad thing is, you go around the, around all around the, the kind of pit lane, yeah, pit lane yeah. and all that, that area, and you're seeing stripped out gull wings, and you're seeing old GT Ferraris, and you know they're racing around in three, five, six speedsters like an inch from each other around yeah. corners on grass and stuff. Yeah, it's just insane. Check, it's, check it out if you if you get a chance on Goodwood. They have Goodwood TV, which they put lots of clips yes. on Facebook, and yeah, their is socials remarkable. is strong as well. Actually, yeah, their socials are really strong. Good. They're on point. Um, yeah, it's, it's just an amazing event. You've got dancing tents. You've you've got a, an auto Actually, jumble dancing area. tents or tents that people are dancing in. Both. Okay, that's the diversity <laughs> that the show has. Yeah, you've got the auto jumble place is great. They've they've got like vintage flying jackets you can buy, and so if if you turn up and you you've not quite got the stuff to wear you can go in a bit of something and everything else you can buy for a lot of money it has to be said uh, some of it not all of it <laughs> not all of it i bought a, a cravat that i have no intention of ever wearing just to get involved it was brilliant but um they have another bit called over the road i can see you in a cravat yeah i'll be honest i rocked it i yeah. don't know how yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it worked how. it worked yeah. Yeah, it's gone away now anyway. Maybe next year. Um, but the over-the-road bit's got uh, cinema, so you can just mm-hmm. get out of the way of the noisy racing if you want to, and the food and the stands and the exhibition side of it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm. Bonhams have got a big bit there. The, yeah, the auction is always yes. fun. I've got, I've got a friend who works for Bonhams, and um, the Pretty setup special. and the work that goes behind it is, is massive. Yeah, the way they just drop that into a field. Yes. And you're, you know, it's just, it's, you've got to see it. Yeah. I mean, top tips I would give for uh, there is, first of all, do get dressed up because otherwise you'll stand out if you don't. Yeah. Um, another tip is... Ironically, you'll look more like an idiot if you don't get dressed <laughs> yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's an absolute guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also take good walking shoes because it's quite a trek from the car parks, all, all the rest yeah. of it. And you'll be walking all day. You will be absolutely walking all day. Uh, and also don't book a hotel anywhere near because the prices on the day are ridiculous. Yes. And a lot of the nice hotels are actually pretty booked years and years in advance specifically yeah. for it yeah. so you're better off commuting and then also prepare for all the traffic jams along the uh, M27 A27 yeah I think yes. last time I did Goodwood I, we had to get uh, Airbnbs about 
20 miles north of Chichester. <laughs> Very nice Airbnbs, but... But still. Yeah, my advice yeah. would be don't try and get in too early either because quite a few of the guys that were working there tried to get in at sort of six-ish this year yeah. and were just stuck. And we rolled in at 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it took 10, 15 11, minutes. Fine. Yeah. So it's fine. Just yeah, to... the parking's all quite well set up. Really well set yeah. up. Yeah, you're in and out. It's um, Yeah, it's... it's surprisingly well done actually and with all the celebrities so as well you do bump into people and there, yeah. the thing is there are different levels of celebrity as you say there are people who everybody would know yeah. um, but there are also Long. what I call automotive celebrities people who are really kind of hardcore automotive and yes. you sit there and you think wow you know, I saw Ross Braun at one of them not right. that long yeah. ago um, and various others and you know to the man in the street He's, yeah. he's nobody, but to the likes of you and me, he's yeah. he's godlike. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, no, it's it's an awesome time. Yeah, it's very cool, very uh, cool, exciting event. So was it was it your first show since? Yeah, the, the- yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was my first and proper show. No masks or anything. No, no, it's very very Didn't well have masks planned. In the nineteen forties. <laughs> Absolutely, no, it's true. <laughs> and no cough now. So no cough. No, it's gone. It's gone. gone. The old uh, World War Two gas mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, hazmat suit, yeah. Uh, original forties one. It's the um, man, you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great, great to be back at shows. Great to see people relaxed, having fun. Mm. Nice cars. Good, we- good weather. It was amazing this year. Yeah, it's fortunate. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Long yeah. might continue. Should definitely be on every Petrolheads bucket list. I, Absolutely. I, I think more so than the Festival of Speed. I prefer Revival to Festival of Speed. They're different, but... I've not done the Festival of Speed. Richard that works with me has done it a few times and likes yeah. it, but they are, from what I've watched online, they are completely different. They're a separate part of the estate to begin with, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, yeah, very much about bigger. the uphill climb, isn't it? The well, they've got lots of different things on a festival of speed, so there's yeah. rally station and stuff like that. But it's more of a family event, so there are children. I dislike the it, children oh, immensely. Yes, yes. Whereas revival all. is more grown ups. Yes, the thing about true. festival of speed, it's all about who has the coolest stand. Yeah, I and mean, we used to we used to do the Porsche stand there, and but you walk around and people like um, Land Rover show up with a two-story glass walled yes you see which you don't get at revival at all no no it's very chilled. If you want, if you fun. want to see the latest yeah. models, you go to Festival of Speeds and you like yeah. that sort of thing. If you want to have a really cool day out, then yeah, yeah, it's more of an experience, more immersive, should we say? Yes. Revival. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's great. How great did fun. they deal in the past with such itchy clothing? Every time I go and I have to dress up and think it's really itchy. So I was just thinking while you're here, you might as well answer that and question. Warm. You know. Yeah, I have no idea. Hopefully they lined it with something that wasn't itchy. <laughs> yeah, you have to spread uh, goose fat on your body. It's like swimming in the channel. Yeah, yes, I, did I did do that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's fine. Just more than normal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, slightly okay. more. Yeah, just but it can't warm up as it drips off you, doesn't it? Yeah. A bit thicker, shocking. A bit thicker. Lovely. Well, um, what about we do our ten quick fire questions? Oh yes, fire away. Um, now these are uh, something we've just introduced in this series, and they are um, quite good fun. Okay. Can now, I take the fifth at any point or anything? Or uh, no. Okay. Um, there are for some questions no wrong answer. Okay. For other questions, there are very definitely wrong answers. Fantastic. Um, we haven't normally we sort of run through them quickly with with our uh, celebrity guests before the podcast but we haven't extended that luxury to you because we're disorganized okay fantastic um but it'll be fairly straightforward initially so question one what is your current car slash cars uh daily a3 sportback mm-hmm. black edition black edition what and you would you one five yeah 1.5 petrol and it's 150 brake so is that a 35 or a f- Oh, no, because it's not. That's changed on the newer, newer model. Mine's the last of the model before when they started going crazy with 35s and 45s. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Very sensible. Yeah. I it's nice, though. Nice. Yeah. Nice no, it's an all rounder. Um, and do you have a fun cars? I have an old Mark II Golf driver, auto. 
Brilliant. You can count the seconds between the gears. It's always good. Fascinating. Yes, and I'm just about to dive into the world of old Porsches with the 944 turbos. That's my project coming up. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah, that's, so that's cool. going to be good. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be good. It's going to be a bit of a process. It needs a lot of love. Well, you're, you're, you're collaborating with a... Res- Pi. Oh. Yeah, Pi, Pi. Performance. That's yeah, it. great, great Porsche company. What are 944s going for now? Uh, again, depends if you ask 944 owners or if you look <laughs> online... What they're insuring them for and what they're actually worth is two very different figures. If you were to believe what you look online, the one I'm looking at at the moment, you would think with a uh, with a good restoration would be 35. Okay. Mm. But a lot of people would say it might only be 25. This one's lacking in history. I've already started with the help of a few people from the Porsche world of grabbing it together. Yeah, yeah, I've already got the original build sheet and I've found a lot of the MOTs to prove the mileage. Porsche, uh, Porsche, Porsche is good like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're brilliant. Yeah. There's a, a company I got put on to in Long Beach that are great, and you just email them the chassis number, and they they send you back tons of information for about mm. seven quid. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah. so that would be a good, good project. That would be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. What was the first car you ever detailed professionally? Oh. Oh, dear. First car. That you were kind of paid for beyond pocket money, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First car I detailed properly. Not properly, prof- prof- professionally, professionally, as in you did a good job, or prof- professionally, as in commercially, that you were paid for it as, as so machine as a business. polishing, or are we talking just waxing and clay barring? And- yeah, that's well, your individual definition of it uh, is. I, I suspect it could be the first car you touch with Alamo. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah. God, I don't know about that. I don't think any of those you consider. Probably the first really cool car I worked on when I first started was an '80s V8 Vantage. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, and it was a concourse one as well. Did it have the 550 or the 600 pack around? Uh, I don't know, actually. Oh, but it was incredibly beautiful. It was in one of those um, inflatable things. Car- they have ridiculously yeah. thick carpets in those as well. Yeah. Yeah, they were... Like proper they were shag stuff. Probably, probably yeah. two inch, yeah. I reckon, something like that. And they had what was lovely in those. And you, I don't know if you see it in the new, new ones, but not up till quite, quite recently. They used to have satchel leather in the heel plate so that you yeah. wouldn't wear through them because it's so thick. Yeah. Uh, and it just have a, a, a standard sort of double cross stitch through it and then around the outside. It's lovely. Over the top of the shag pile, it sort of made it almost padded. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's an 80s Vantage. So is that Living Daylight's 80s Vantage? Yeah. Or is that the newer one? Boxy have spray. you seen the new Bond film? Uh, no. Yet. I haven't set aside the day it takes to get through. I really want to, though, but my partner doesn't like Bond, so I'm just I'm going to have to go oh, and watch yeah. it on my own when when I've got no other chores And divorce us straight afterwards as well. I was well. about to say, I'll come and watch it with you, but I'm now... Quickly rethinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to go and see it. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Okay, well, um, it's uh, amazing. Go away. Yes, we'll, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's one in that, actually. I, he, I it was funny when he made that joke because he had the toolbox thing with Jiggles. Um, so it's one in that. Okay, well, that's not useful if, if, if we haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. But um, yeah, it, Living Daylights, it might, it might be. You know the Living Daylights with the skis that go out the back? It's Timothy Dalton, best Bond. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, yeah. Well, not so Duran so ah. did the... Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, that, so that Grace thingy chasing up the Eiffel Tower. Uh, uh, was that living no, there was no there was no Eiffel Tower in the Living Daylights. Oh, it was a, it it was started, a tower and it was a, it was a tower it was just to do with a singer and then he escaped in an Audi oh. two hundred across yes, the border. That was awesome. And they Could put be. a fat man in a in a in a in a thing through an oil pipe. That's it. And then they went somewhere eastern, somewhere like Turkey or something, and you've seen he that got shot. You've seen that a lot, haven't you? Only when I was young. I haven't seen it recently again oh, because they're never on was, ITV anymore. No, you always used to have one on like, did, yeah. like a Sunday or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when I was, I, yeah, I think absolutely was rewatching them. But no, it's my favourite. Dalton was still a good James Bond. 
He was a good James Bond. I, I liked it. It, it. The thing is, it's, it's always deeply personal. And for me, it was because it was a film, Living Daylights, I was at boarding school and it was a film we were when, at the end of term if you'd done well at sports and stuff, which I hadn't, but I was associated with people who had. Um, and uh, if you won the pack, so to speak, you got a treat. You're allowed to stay up till 7.30 at night, which as a as a, in a Catholic school, as a seven-year-old, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were allowed to eat pizza and watch James Bond Living Daylights on that the awesome. on a on a rear projection TV. Fantastic. And this is nineties, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that was my favourite day in my whole life. Yeah, sounds amazing. Probably, um, <laughs> cool. So uh, Aston Vantage. So what is your money no object dream car? Oh, money um, no object. Either an early Dino, maybe as in a two four silver. Yeah. Um, or in silver, interesting. Yeah, in silver, yeah. What, definitely. what color was it in? In the what was the film, the, the TV series it was in? Was it the, not the patron? It was in the the saint or Saints? something, where there was a yeah, yellow was a Aston Lagonda and a Dino with the two cars that are in it. Oh, okay, I don't remember DBS oh. Lagonda thing. Okay, oh. Oh, I'm not sure, but yeah, silver, silver, yeah, yeah silver, or um, three five six possibly. Three five six Porsche. Oh, Porsche 
It was always waxes. Yeah, well, there wasn't an option, really, was it? No, no, but I think there still probably would have been for me. It probably still would have been that because it was the joy of pre-wax cleansing and clay uh-huh. barring and having all that time, you know, before I had uh, a child. And, the joy uh, of pre-wax cleansing, that's a niche mm. book. Loved it, loved yeah. pre-wax cleansing. <laughs> all the positions. What's your favourite? Is it Lime Prime or Cleaner Wax from Smith? No. What, was, what was the orange one that Dodo Juice did? Uh, well, Lime Prime was green. Green, yeah, yeah there was another one. God, I can't orange? remember. Because oh, they did Lime Prime, Lime Prime Light. Yeah, they did another one that was, yeah. that was orange. It was brilliant. Oh, okay. It was a great product. And it, if you got it on yellows and reds and stuff, it seemed to pop it even more. Huh? Uh, you can't be entirely criticised for not being able to remember the entire Dodo Juice back catalogue. <laughs> no, yeah, I, think 5, I think it was 001571. <laughs> 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 I know, the EAN13 code of one, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, uh, Again, there's no wrong answer here, really. Ferrari or Porsche? I think we know the answer. Actually, no, we don't. Always thinking. He's thinking. There's smoke coming out. He's either that or he's touching himself inappropriately under the table. <laughs> Both. <laughs> can you retouch yourself uh, appropriately? Uh, yes. Uh, you can. <laughs> Sorry, back to your answer. <laughs> oh, I guess difficult to answer. It is. We, we, we aim to please. And challenge. Because uh, the Dino's in my list, it's really difficult. But then the, those are the three, five, six. I probably, as an all rounder, Porsche. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a wrong answer to this question. Subaru or Mitsubishi? For cars, not sewing machines. Subaru. Subaru. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. Well done. Correct answer. Tick. <laughs> uh, For sewing machines? Uh, Mitsubishi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just checking. Subaru don't do sewing machines. They might do. Yeah. They might do. Well, strangely enough, they, they do, do go-karts and, and lawnmowers they do every and other, stuff. They do heavy industry, so they could well, be like an industrial sewing machine they used to sew buildings yeah, together. But, but that's Fujitsu have industries. That's different from Subaru. <laughs> different from Subaru. Anyway, they're mostly Toyota now. Um or Subarus. They do great sandwiches yeah. as well. Do they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe you're right then. Um, it'd be rebadged like a BRZ. Um, <laughs> Flex or Rupes? Oh, uh, only I'd, I'd say Rupes because I have very little experience of Flex. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no experience of Flex. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what would be your dream car to detail? Dream car to detail. Probably a 356A, something okay. like that, yeah. Have it's you done a, one in the past? or No, I'm trimming one, actually, this winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I've never been Turning fortunate. into a short wheelbase. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never been fortunate enough to really work on one to that extent. I'd love to do a, a concourse on one of those. Yeah. Take it apart and start again. That would be awesome. And it's nice and small as yes. well. You can, get, you can afford to get all the details right. Yeah, I think big. a lot of the other ones that I thought I wanted to work on, I have worked on since. And <laughs> it was then, a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of the heroes. Yeah, well, I find yeah. that with American cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, I love muscle cars. But actually now I've worked on some and I, would, I don't think I'd want to own one actually. But I like them. I think they're yeah. incredibly pretty and they obviously they sound insane and everything else. But Back to Angelina Jolie again. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to get sued. Um, so, final question yeah. Sunday detail or Sunday drive? Something to buy to detail or to drive? No, no, no. As in, you have a Sunday to yourself yes. and you have no family commitments or anything oh. like that. And you have the options of going out for a drive yeah. or doing a detail on your car. My age, driving all yeah. day long. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Twenty years ago, it would have been detail and was constantly. Yeah. I, you know, if I if I wasn't on the van, I was at home detailing mm-hmm. constantly, or at the pub, generally detailing. 
Detail all day, pub in the evening. Um, Brasso out. At the pubs. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Any opportunity. Then you get over a hangover the next day by detailing for eight hours. But yeah, now, it drive all day long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming all the way over here. It was a hell of a hell of a trek for you. Bit of a drive. Uh, yeah. Very similar to the trek that PJ made not long ago. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he did it for in a truck. Be better better organiser could have come up together, but yeah. Uh, yes, well, we... Yeah, we, 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 were. we We're not, we, though, yeah. so... Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me. Lovely to see you both. Um, and we will be back uh, on the microphones fairly soon. So uh, it just remains to say goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from me. Marvellous. Thank you.